Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. Another episode of Chicago's Very Own Eats. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm Kevin Powell alongside Mike Piff. And Mike, you were kind enough to bring me a bag of donuts today. You know, I needed to uh, celebrate National Donut Day uh, accordingly. And, you know, you being an awesome podcast partner so far in this 13 episodes in, you know, i got to share the wealth with you. Stop by Donut Vault over okay. over uh, by Merchandise Mart. And have you ever been to the Donut Vault? I have not, no. So Donut Vault, also, fantastic old fashions. Uh, you've got two in there to, wow. to enjoy two right different Right up my kinds. alley. Those yes. are the styles I like. Uh, and it's the kind of place where as soon as it opens, there's usually a line out the door around the corner. And you are standing in a space that is probably as big as our little studio that we're in right now. So like... Yeah. 10 by 10, maybe? Not even. Not even. <laughs> and it is narrow, so you'll fit maybe three customers inside, and the line goes out the door. I luckily pulled in with nobody in line, so it was meant to be. And, you know, I, it's funny. You jump on social media, and one of your favorite donut places goes, hey, happy Do- National Donut Day. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do to this. to get a donut. It's to, to get a donut and talk donuts. Well, I got to the radio station today. There are donuts all over the place. The newsroom has boxes of donuts. You've brought me a bag of donuts. This is uh, this is an exciting day. It's I appreciate a, it, Mike. <laughs> you know, it's it's never a bad time to talk donuts, my man. So on this episode, we get to uh, talk to Amy Levitt. She's with uh, Chicago Eater. I love Chicago Eater. If you're a foodie, it's like, you know must-read stuff. They always have great lists and new spots and all kinds of stuff. So we each month they'll do like you know, top spots to go to this month. Mm-hmm. And so we talked to Amy about some of the new-ish, not all brand new spots, but new-ish restaurants that people should check out in June. Um, and we also took a trip over to Bunker Chicago, which is a new uh, bar, bar, bar restaurant. restaurant. They have some food um, over in the West Loop, like West West Loop, more towards like the United Center yeah. off of Madison. Just it's, a couple blocks from the United Center, around the corner from Billy Goat. Like, yeah. it's... It's a cool spot, and we're going to get into it with Mike later, but there is an amazing dog patio there that you got to stop by. Yeah, and there's a bar with the patio, and he's got TVs out there. It'll be a, a really cool spot this summer to go and you know have some good food, and we'll get into that. You'll hear a conversation with um, Mike Salvatore from Bunker Chicago as well. And then on our way back, since we were out that way, I said, hey, let's stop at Tomato's. You had never been to Tomato's, which is a, a great Italian uh, bakery. They do sub sandwiches. Um, did you enjoy it? I mean, this is three weeks in a row of trying amazing delis for the first time. Man. <laughs> yeah. Like the bread was great. Uh, I guess it, it they they bake the bread for JP Graziano. Is I believe that right? so. They do it for a lot of. I mean, know, it Italian tasted spots. like it. Yeah, uh, very similar style. I got an Italian with uh, with some jardinera on it, and I was good. I was good for the day. It yeah. was amazing. And uh, that was a cool little spot I've never been to before. Yeah. So, Tomatoes and Bari's right next door. Um, 
All very good. We we have so many good Italian sub spots in Chicago, and we got to do a whole episode on that. Tony's yes. in Edison Park. Have you? Ever, I don't know if you've been out there. I've not. One of my favorites. It's a great spot. Very similar to Graziano's and Damato's and all of that. But um, what we're on episode. 14? 13. 13. We're stacking them up, Lucky number 13, man. All right. Well, let's get into our conversation with Amy Levitt from Chicago Eater. Now joining us on Chicago's Very Own Eats is Amy Levitt from Chicago Eater. Amy, thank you for joining us. You guys do such a great job over at Eater Chicago, and uh, Mike and myself are foodies, so it's a a must-read. Really, every day you guys have some great content, so we appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Well, it's really nice to hear that. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, you guys always do each month some of the hottest restaurants or new places that are popping up. And you guys had a whole uh, list of top spots for the month of June. And since it's the start of the month, we figured we'd uh, reach out to you guys. Number one on the list is I've heard so much about it. It's Millie's Pizza, which now actually has a an actual restaurant, a spot where you can go and try it. But it's, it's kind of the... Um, I guess kind of like Bird's Pizza. It's more of a pan-style pizza. Yes, and I should say it's not number one because we like it best. It's because it's the farthest north. Our maps are arranged <laughs> geographically. I like A that. lot of people don't understand that. So, um, yes, it is uh, the owner, Robert Molesky. He uh, studied with Bird. He apprenticed with Bird's, and it is amazing. It is so good. <laughs> And it's one of these spots that really during the pandemic kind of took off. It was more of a virtual place where people can order through, you know, various um, ways online. But it's it's become a very popular place in Chicago. Yes. You could still order it online because the restaurant itself, it's a storefront. It's tiny. It used to be a diner. Okay. And number two, you guys have another pizza spot, Jimmy's Pizza Cafe. Talk about Jimmy's a little bit. Well, they have it by the slice. It's not a new spot. It um, moved within the neighborhood, so it opened up a nice new spot. So, um, yeah, it's bigger, it's better, but it's still the same pizza that people in Lincoln Square got used to. In Chicago, we have so much great pizza. I wish we had more pizza by the slice spots, you know, where you could just pop in and grab a slice. I actually used to swing by the old Jimmy's. That's the great thing about New York. You could just grab it for lunch. Yeah, and uh, skimming through here, let's get down to, um, there's another spot, Armitage Ale House, which is at 1000 West Armitage, and uh, the interior, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, it's from Hog, Hog Salt Hospitality, uh, but it's the interior is what everybody's talking about, but, but touch on Armitage Ale House a little bit. Okay, let me be honest here. I have not been able to get into Armitage Ale House. <laughs> that That's hot. makes it hot, because it's so hard to get into. <laughs> But um, it seems like the general verdict is it's nicer to look at than to eat there. But um, it does have pot pies, which I don't know. I'm really a sucker for pot pie. So I will have to get there one of these days. You know, Amy, I want to swing back up to uh, Tribeca's Sandwich Shop and reading about it. I am a... uh, I love honey butter fried chicken and seeing an association with honey butter fried chicken and reading the description here. This sounds like amazing comfort food. It is. It's so good. It's like all carbs. <laughs> with it, with the uh, central Illinois uh, specialty of, uh, of a horseshoe, which I love to see on here, too. I feel like more people in the Chicagoland area need to learn about it. Yes, that's what Becca said. She's from Galesburg, so she grew up eating horseshoes. 
Yep. I'm surprised it hasn't caught on because it seems like people in Chicago would embrace like meat and cheese and bread and fries like all at once. Oh, yeah. It's like prime fall food. It, explain it the is. horseshoe to me, Mike. So the horseshoe. I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm, and Amy can correct me if I, if I miss anything here. But a horseshoe is basically open-faced burger, cheeseburger, on Texas toast with fries covered in cheese sauce. Oh, man. It's kind of like it's, – it's basically – uh, Illinois poutine, but better. Yes, that is. It, would, it doesn't have the gravy or the cheese curd. Right. Well, we're just going to say the cheese is the gravy. <laughs> A cheese gravy. But, wow. you know, further down south, downstate, they freestyle. Like, I've seen buffalo chicken on a uh, horseshoe and, I don't know, uh, fried chicken, which I think was just like a way to kill yourself. But. <laughs> They're <laughs> die happy. Uh, it's at Tribeca's, though. They also make it with tofu. So if you're a vegetarian, you can eat it too. Love to hear. So you it. won't be excluded. One of the hottest uh, spots that uh, people are talking about in Chicago is Three Little Pigs, which is another place that was born out of the pandemic, I guess is one way to put it, where it became popular online and people were ordering for takeout and things like that. I mean, I've talked to people who were like, yeah, I picked it up in a parking lot the first time. It kind of uh, picked up popularity. But Three Little Pigs is uh, Chinese food, Chinese-American Um and everyone I've talked to, Amy, just raves about it. I agree. I am going to rave about it, too. It is so good. It's really, I mean, it's kind of a pain to get because you have to wait for your slot. And if you order too late, you won't get it and things sell out. But it is worth it. It is worth planning ahead for. What, uh, what is the go-to order at Three Little Pigs? What should we be ordering when we do get it? Oh, you should definitely go for the Chinese barbecue. Uh, Henry K. he's... I think I'm pronouncing that right. He is the owner, and he learned how to make Chinese barbecue from his father. It is so good. If you follow Three Little Pigs on Instagram, social media, I mean, you'll be drooling. I, I look at it. I'm like, I need yes, this in truly. my. I need this <laughs> in my life as soon as possible. Uh, another one making the list is the fried rice is also quite good, though. Fri- okay, which fried oh, rice do you the- get? Because don't they do multiple versions of the fried rice? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and also the salt and pepper. Off. The salt and pepper the chicken. chicken. It is so crispy and it's so good. And they made it into a fried chicken sandwich because everyone has a fried chicken sandwich. I need three little pigs in my life so bad. I mean, everybody you I talk do. to just raves about it. Uh, Cafe Sophie is an interesting spot, kind of a cool concept they have in the River North area. It's kind of a hybrid of like a diner, cafe, also some retail mixed in as well. Yes. You can just sit there all day, and then you can buy dinner to take home. So, what? what so are, if you what are, feel guilty about not cooking, you can. Cook. <laughs> On the menu at Cafe, so what's uh, what's the play there? What should people be looking at when they uh, head over there? Well, I think anything wood fired because I've got a wood fire oven there. That is their thing. It's from the people who run Maple and Ash. So they know about fire. <laughs> uh, one of the more popular spots, too, that uh, a lot of people are, are headed to is Alpana. Alpana Singh, from many will, will know that name, from Czech Police, um, has a new restaurant in River North, 831 North State Street. Have you been there? It looks like one of the, the cooler interiors you will see in a restaurant. I've heard the food is fantastic. It is. Alpana describes it as Eden if you've never had to leave. So um, it's very female-centric. All the pictures on the wall are of women, except for Keanu Reeves. He's like the patron saint of female-owned restaurants, she says. 
And uh, she designed the menu herself. She's not a chef, so she got a chef to prepare things for her specifications. But because she's a sommelier, everything tastes better with wine. It is really good. It's definitely a spot to put on your list for this summer. Yeah, so we go from yeah. the uh, cheese caramelized crust and New York-style crust <laughs> to Pilsen-style crust. This sounds really fun. Bob's Pizza that is uh, fermenting old-style in the crust. I need to know more. Yeah, um, well, uh, the guy who owns, or the chef, who's named Matt, Matt Bob, he <laughs> was a fine dining chef. And he'd never made pizza before, and he decided he was not going to do any of the established styles of pizza. He wanted to make his own style. Uh-huh. And then he read that some uh, breweries were using spent grain and beer to make uh, bread and pizza crust. So he decided to experiment with it himself, and he decided he liked the taste of old style best. So that's what he uses. Good for him. Now, is that like, is it similar to like the malted crust of like a Quad City, like root style pizza? Is that how it tastes? Or, or, or I guess... It's it's a bit crispier than a Quad okay. City's pizza. Gotcha. All right, moving down the list, um, Jose Andreas, who if, if you've had a chance to eat at any of his restaurants, um, just outstanding food. Uh, tapas style, I guess, is one way to put it. Um, a lot of seafood. But he has a new location in Chicago as well. Let's talk about Jose Andreas's new spot. Well, I have to admit I have not been to this one either because it is Jose Andres and it is fine dining and I don't get out much. <laughs> Me but, neither. yes, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It, like, overlooks the river. Um, the downstairs is seafood and then the upstairs is uh, meat, just meat, lots of meats. I-, I love it. I feel like Chicago eaters should be able to get in any restaurant whenever you guys want to. No, but then it gets into this whole ethics thing. Yeah. Ethics, who cares? Um, All right, any other spots on this list that you want to highlight, Amy? Anything that you think people really should, you know, put on their list of places to go this summer? Oh, Nine Bar, definitely. It's the first cocktail bar in Chinatown. So it just opened last week, just before Memorial Day. And... um, I was just surprised to learn that uh, Chinatown had never had a cocktail bar before. I was surprised by that, too, when I was reading this. That's fantastic. Like, yeah, this is the first one. Yeah, so it's one. Uh, hidden behind Moon Bar, or Moon Palace. Okay. One of the owners of Nine Bar is the daughter of the owners of Moon Palace. She grew up there. So um, where the Moon Palace dining room used to be, it's now the cocktail bar. You can get uh, Chinese food, Moon Palace food at the counter in front, and then you go through the kitchen door, and there's this cocktail bar. And I have not had a chance to eat there either, but the food sounds really, really good. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a perfect, a perfect night. Just looking at the pictures of the interior, it looks like a looks like an amazing spot. But um, yeah, uh, they bottled it after bars in Asia. Like little, you find it while wandering through an alley. It's kind of hidden away. I, I love in the description you guys have Blade Runner esque digs, which I think <laughs> describes it perfectly. Um, Amy, thank yeah. thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, running through some of the top spots that people should be checking out this June. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Amy. We really appreciate it. Of course, thanks for having me. All right, well, thanks to Amy from Chicago Eater doing a. F- little rundown of some restaurants you should check out. And then, as we mentioned earlier, we talked to Mike Salvatore. He's the owner of Bunker Chicago. Mike also has a couple other other spots in Chicago, so we get into that. Uh, Here's a little bit more about Bunker Chicago. We are at Bunker Chicago, new spot that everybody needs to check out. Kevin Powell, alongside Mike Piff, and the owner, Mike Salvatore, is here. And just kind of walking around, 
in this space first of all very cool space 1515 west monroe it's uh just a good spot where I could see myself coming back to often. You know, if you live in this area, it just seems like a really cool neighborhood type spot. Yeah, so that was the plan. It's actually like trying to be low-key neighborhood like spot. You know, that's why I call it neighborhood spot. It's not a bar. It's not a restaurant. It's kind of the spot that everyone can go to. Um, I created a bar. I'm 41 now, and I created a space where I just I wanted to hang out for myself, and this is it. Like, I... You know, I like sports. I have, I have TVs on the wall. I want, you know, video games, nostalgic video games. I got those cocktail video game tables. And the bar is just set up perfectly so you can just, everyone can hang out. And then, you know, the ground, the crown jewels, that patio. I mean, it's amazing out there. So you have occupancy for a ton of people. We have an outdoor uh, service bar out there. So it's just the bar I wanted to be at, at 41. Well, it's a comfortable spot, right? Like, it's a spot where it does feel comfortable. Like, you come post up with some friends. You got shuffleboard going. Come and watch a game. It's a very comfortable space. Right. And you come in here during the day. You walk out at night. You won't even know what time it is, you know? It's literally a bunker. I mean, this place is, you know, below ground level. It's four, you know, five steps down. And that's why we call it the bunker. It's just like a hidden gem in the back, in the middle of the building, actually. So, surrounded by brick and concrete walls. You won't know it until you know it. And as you mentioned, the patio. Chicagoans, when it's warm out, we all want to sit outside because we don't get many of those days. That patio is tough to beat. Even we're, as we're recording this a little bit earlier before bunkers open, and there are already people just kind of you know, on their laptops working and stuff. But I could see that spot at night being a ton of fun. Yeah, and we haven't actually opened it up completely for business. We're still kind of setting it up and hiring. Obviously, hiring is an issue right now. Uh, but once we get going and all the cylinders are running, we're going to get going, and it's going to be a, a good crowd like a – I want to put a what I call a fresh air menu out there, so we have a separate menu with ceviche and oysters, and and do the whole frozen drink thing, and it'll be like a chill spot. So you're in the West Loop area, just blocks away from the United Center. Uh, you told us earlier that you are a Bulls season ticket holder, which is going to be great for Bulls fans and Blackhawks fans to have a place they can go to before the game and after the game. And you know, you drive around this area, you see legendary places like palace grill you see the uh you know billy goat tavern you know what's it mean for you to be in west loop yeah we also have the ogden over there which is a great spot and those spots are are amazing they have this kind of really niche and historic marketplace uh for the neighborhood what we want to do and we don't we don't hold ourselves up to those guys but we want to just create a spot for the neighborhood both on game nights and outside of game nights so you can come here consistently with friends and neighbors people out of town but on game nights you know and concerts and pitchfork I and mean, we're just in the center of it all you know and, and we may not be in the center of west loop we're actually on the west west side of the west loop but it's a spot that's i think underserved and i think that we can really kind of create ourselves our own little niche place which you don't have to be in the hustle and bustle of the west loop west loop randolph street and everything you can actually just right outside of that come hang out and know the spot that we know we're just chill we're gonna hang out and it's kind of on this quiet street and is this an old salvation army building did i read that correctly what what is what was this space this entire space because now there's apartments and now a bar and all that and you have a coffee shop here and the patio but did i did i read that right salvation army building that's right so the first uh, iteration of this building was salvation army and they turned into the ymca um, actually, part of the reference of Bunker is Salvation Army, you know, Army Bunker kind of thing. We referenced the old building here. Um, but 
uh, Cedar Street did a great job at rehabbing this building. They have 350 units in here, all residential. Um, they're pretty much full from the day one. They have an awesome pool and gym. I'll show you guys after this. But the building itself is amazing, and there's just so much development going on all around this block. So it's just, again, a centralized location that keeps getting better. And the food situation. What's your menu looking like right now? Because I saw it's pretty simple, but that's okay. It looks like burritos and some appetizers to start. Right. So we came out of the gates. We are aware of price increases. We're aware of labor. And we want to really hedge our bets against going big. I mean, we have lots of inspiration. We want to do a lot more. My buddy Rick Ortiz, who's the chef and owner at Anti Taco, he actually helped me out creating the menu. I mean, he was such an integral part of what we're doing now. Um, you know, we went from all these ideas for the menu and then finally just narrowed it down to like four burritos and four appetizers just to get it started and make sure our staff's able to do it we're able to kind of figure out costs and efficiencies for the bar because we're running lean with labor and uh and, and it's just really really simple food but really really good food all right i need to know more about the inspiration around a lot of this space here because I, you know, one I read up about the place, then I walk in and there are arcade tables that have all the classics on them, yeah. I believe. There's an awesome beer cooler, beverage cooler, um, and I don't know what that painting is in the corner, but I love it. And I think I see a jukebox too. And there's a jukebox. So I, tell us about the inspiration of this space and the choices you made in here. Yeah, so, you know, we wanted to go, Bunker's kind of this. You know, when you think of bunker, it's just like military, hard, you know, hard word. And I want to really play against that and soften it up. So we have peace signs. We have, um, you know, we have this picture over there. It's our Ira Glass, who's NPR, you know, amazing. Actually, I have about 20 pictures that I had done of Chicago locals in, like, these military outfits. And so we swapped that out. You won't notice unless you notice it. So, like, we have, like... I think um, Kanye West is up there, and you know all these Chicago legends, Chance and, and Obamas. And we have all these different pictures that we we actually swap out for that one wall. Um, but then we have the the arcade games, which everyone thought I was crazy to get. But I was like, you know what? I want to be at a bar by myself. I have two kids. I love them. One away, great kids. But like, if I go to a bar, I just want to be by myself and do what I want. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna arcade game because I just post up there and have a cocktail and watch a game and. If I want to be at the bar, I want to watch TV, I just want to be, you know, like, it's just a chill spot. Again, all these things are indicative of where I am in my life, which may or may not be a good thing, <laughs> but, you know, like, I have another bar called Larry's, which at the time opened up 26, 2015, it's in Uptown, and I was like, oh, man, we need a cocktail spot. I love, I love dive bars, but I like really good cocktails, so I want, I want to combine the two where it's not, you don't have to go downtown to get the best cocktail. We can be running a neighborhood in Uptown and get the best cocktail in the city at a dive bar. And that's what we did. It's just like a move that I wanted to do and play with. So all these iterations of what I'm creating are really about where I am in that part of my life. What's the, uh, the, as Mike mentioned, the cooler. It is a very, very cool-looking cooler. Um, the, the beer selection, what are we looking at here? Everybody loves their, their local beers here in Chicago. We have no shortage of those. So what, what's, uh, what are you guys serving right now? I mean, we're trying to get everyone. Um, I don't even want to go through the list because I'm going to leave some people out there I'm friends with. But, like, if you're local, we're still filling up that cooler. I mean, you guys can see it. It's pretty big. Those are only, you know, those are to go and package goods. But we have, you know, we have tap systems here, too. So we have 12, 12 locals on tap. And it's all, you know, 
we're trying to get as many locals as we can get. Um, and again, you said there's no shortage of it. I'm not going to name names because I'm going to get calls after this. But <laughs> everyone in the industry, you know, we you know we have everybody. I mean, we're, we're we don't have everybody. We're trying to get as many people as we can. There's so many in Chicago, yeah. but we're trying to get as many as we can, and we'll switch it out all the time. I get excited when I see five rabbits on yeah. a draft somewhere. Right. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago when I started up in this business, that was one of the first breweries I got excited about seeing. So what has that been like reaching out to these places? What has the feedback been also from people that have come in? Right. Yeah, so historically, you know, because we have the bar and I have relationships with a lot of these people, it's been really fun to collaborate. I mean, I know a lot of the owners, and honestly, it's just good beer. I mean, it's all about really having good beer for everybody. People come in, you'd be surprised at kind of the trends. Like, one week it's this, one week it's that. It's never like, oh, you know, this thing's hot right now. It's People will see beers, and they'll be like, oh, that, what's, the, what's that guy having? And then all of a sudden, it's like a cascading effect. It's just like everyone gets the same beer because all of a sudden, someone's like, this is great. Um, so beer selection, it's awesome. People like coming here. Like I said, the other bar is more of a cocktail place. This is definitely heavy on beers and wines. Uh, what else about the spot that you want people to know about before they come? Food's great. Um, again, we have a couple specials, but the patio is the best part about it. Um, you know, if you go out there, it's big enough where you can have your own space. It's a it's a very comfortable environment. We have actually a TV on a patio too. So, you know, the games tonight. I don't know when you're airing this. Probably another day. But like NBA games on 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 the TVs. Come by. It's chill. The bartenders are great. And uh, it's one of those spots where you just want to go because everyone's really friendly. It's all about service and quality of, of product. And what's the hours here? Right now we're running limited hours, but we're hoping to expand it pretty soon. So currently we're Thursday to Sunday. Uh, we open at 4. And then we're looking to open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the next uh, couple weeks. Mike, so anything else that you got for him, Mike? You know, I just want to say when you walk in here and you get to know the space a little bit, the thing I think of is hangout. Perfect hangout spot. And also, it's patio season. You got a perfect patio for it. So, Mike, I think this place is amazing. I hope so. I hope people come out. You know, like I said, we're brand new to the scene. But so far, the the neighbors and the people who have come out have been really um, appreciative of it. And we, we love the customers. And come come by and check us out. Bunker Chicago, new spot in the West Loop, the far west side of the West Loop. But it's a very chill spot. Come check it out. Great space. This will be a cool spot to hang uh, this summer. Mike, we appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, fellas. Thanks for coming out. All right, and that's episode 13 of Chicago's Very Own Eats. Thank you to Amy and Mike for joining us. Um, Thank you again for the donuts, Mike. This is You're a welcome. fantastic day. We really appreciate it. Anything else I should be plugging? You've got a whole bunch of notes here. I'm not I a mean, notes guy. You are. So uh, if I'm missing anything on this episode, let me know, Mike. You know what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to post a list of my favorite donut spots Ooh, in nice. the city and the suburbs. I think was can you fun. Can I get a preview? What are, what are some of your top All donut right, spots? So in the city, because you got to kind of differentiate the two, right? Like Stans is one of the more popular ones. Stans is a popular one, but you could get Stans anywhere. You okay. know, you could go from Oak Brook to Schaumburg. You could get Stans. Uh, but I am a big fan of Do-Right Donuts. Do-Right's got a few locations, one nearby where we are on Randolph, another in Streeterville, and they make an amazing chicken sandwich if you find the right location. Oh, like man. West Loop has one. Wrigley has one, too. But I want to give a shout-out to uh, Dat Donuts in Chatham. 
that is deep fried awesomeness. <laughs> uh, one of my when uh, I was working at NBC Sports, it was uh, Lawrence Holmes's first day hosting the uh, football after show, and being a rookie, he brought donuts and he brought dat donuts. Nice. I'll tell you what. And then if we're going suburban, man. Spunky Dunkers is a standard out northwest suburbs, Palatine area. And I want to shout out Country Donuts, who just made Yelp's 100 top donuts list nationally. Wow. Number 25. We were just in Crystal Lake for WGN Radio's Your Hometown series. Got to try it for the first time. How do Yelp rankings work? Is it just based off people's reviews? It's got to be ratings. It's got to be, right? Yeah. I don't really, like, trust what people, like, post on Yelp. I like to look at more of the pictures on Yelp, I think, is helpful. Because then you get an idea of, like, what you're going for. But, like... <clears throat> There's always some weirdo on Yelp like posting some overly negative review. It's like relax, you're not a food critic. You probably don't know what you're. Oh talking yeah, about. and it's usually that they were just having a bad day and needed to vent. <laughs> right. And you know what? Maybe they had their Facebook account like taken away from them, so they just turned to Yelp to talk about it. And, and I do use Yelp. I mean, it's great to see the pictures and everything. I, but... I've done more Google reviews lately, especially yeah. after getting married. I wanted to like shout out all of our vendors and everything. So I'm getting new to that game. But nice. I mean. You you guys know us. We just like going to places. So you'll just hear from us. Does Dunkin' do Donuts make your donut list? Man, I grew up on the on the Munchkins. You know, the vanilla Long John is still like really. Oh good. yeah, it's oh so yeah, good. it's fantastic. But if you need a really good Long John, I've shouted them out before. Dietas in Naperville is. You are the, the donut master here, dude. We should have done the whole what. episode on your favorite donuts. I we could have. <laughs> I mean, do we do a part two? I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to put that list in our piece. I think we got a little flack from our last one that, you know, we appreciate everyone who listened to our Italian Beefs episode uh, because it's now the second most downloaded episode we've done yet, which is fantastic. But if you look on our WGN radio comments, they go, how come you didn't uh, post the list? All I see is little, you know, description and ads. And I'm like, well, it's a podcast. You got to listen to it. So that's typically how you consume a podcast. You (laughs) listen to it. So we're going to reward you guys with uh, with my list of my favorite city donuts and suburb donuts. Nicely done, Mike. Yeah. And we'll also be posting the full list that Amy Put together with her Eater Chicago, uh, hottest know, spots. Hottest spots. So we'll we'll do a URL to that. You can click and get to the Eater Chicago page. I'm also going to put in a gallery for Bunker Chicago, so you guys can see what we're talking about. We geeked out pretty hard <laughs> with Mike Salvatore, and with good reason. It's a cool spot. I think people will enjoy it this summer. So, what's your top donut? What's number one? My number one donut. Of, like, are you saying of all time? Because I have one. If you could only have one donut the rest of your life, what donut <sighs> would it be, Mike? It's the, uh, it's the Big Cinnamon, Big Sin Donut from Old World Bakery. In Damn. Windsor. Sky Point to it because it's no longer Sky available. Points. But I tweeted it out, a photo of it. You see the thing. It's basically fried dough and frosting on top, and there might be cinnamon there. It's the ultimate dunking donut. Pull, dunk, you're good. Like, like in your coffee? I did milk growing up. Oh, I don't know okay. about you, but I was never a dunk the donut guy. I think I just would crush the donut. But that's you know what? Har- maybe I do the old fashioned every once in a while. Yeah, uh, in the coffee. Harner's in North Aurora has the best dunking and coffee donuts. Hmm. I'll, I'll tell you that. 
Well, I didn't know you were so big on the donut scene, Mike. I mean, we, we, we need to dedicate an episode to Mike Piff's favorite donuts. I would love to do that. <laughs> I would love to you do that. You should start the first ever Chicago Donut Festival. Do we have one of those? I don't know if we presented do. by Mike Pitt. I am all for it. I will. I will recruit friends who are with me in the donut game, and we will. Uh, how would you say? You know, basically curate a perfect donut festival. I think. All right, that's your. Uh, that's put that on your to do list, Mike. <laughs> we will start. I love a the donut things festival. that. Yes. Um, the fun episode, episode thirteen, Chicago's very own eats. Thanks again to Amy Levitt, Mike Salvatore for joining us. For Mike Piff, I'm Kevin Powell. This is Chicago's very own eats.